Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie. It is number four WIP. So. There's a lot I got to say. There's a lot over the last week and a half because obviously it's been almost all about the Eagles today and rightfully so. But let me just make this point because you guys know there's a few tried and trues in my sports brain and one of which has been the expansion of the playoffs and what a farce it is for professional sports that the playoffs keep getting expanded. Are you guys aware there are currently seven teams, seven, as we enter week 18? It's not even week 17 anymore. It's 18 now for the final week in football. Seven teams eligible to make the playoffs that right now have a record of 500 or worse. And let me say this to you, Mr. Richie, and you, Mr. Seltzer, you bums. And everyone else out there, I'm not going to call you a bum. I just call these guys because they're actually my friends. I call them bum. But everyone else that thinks like these knuckleheads, I'll call you a knucklehead. Any knucklehead can score. You got to rebound. Um, you don't get to criticize the world. And do this whole uh, uh, participation trophy society criticism and then be like, oh, but I'm, I'm for participation trophies in the playoffs. Guys, how in the world can we have 16 games have already been played for every team in the NFL? Seven teams are still available to make the playoffs 500 or worse. And you guys are anti-participation trophies, but pro third wild card in sports. It's bad. You, th- you think the uh, not right, man. It's not right. The Green Bay Packers have a chance in the postseason. In the postseason, yeah. If they make the postseason, they'd have a chance. Sure. I mean, they play right. San Francisco. Like be a tough you think, game. You think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a chance? Well, the Phillies the just did it. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Well, so, what's your point? So, my point is, I'm great. Yes, with I think expanding playoffs because sometimes teams come together at the right time, and it's later in the year and they can beat anyone else who's out there. You're Even if their record is knotted up at 500, they can still be the best team in the NFL come February, whatever it is. I, I, I don't like it. I think you're being squirmy here. I, I think you're not taking ownership of your hypocritical nature. I'm just being honest. I, I like I, It's nothing to do with hypocrisy. The opportunity. It has, yeah, I like that other teams, other fans, fan bases, us last year, are involved to the end of the year, that more teams have more to play for, that there's more interest. Like, I get your point. I just 
feel differently. I disagree. I like the other side of it. You think that Buffalo Patriots game is going to be a hoot to watch in the first round? Buffalo versus the 8-8 eight eight Patriots. I think the, 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 the Niners-Packers game is going to be awesome. Well, Packers probably aren't going to make it, but I get your if point. If the Packers win, they're in. Packers, yeah. The Packers the only team in the NFC of those teams. It's, the, it's them, Seattle, and the Lions. One of the three can make it, and the Packers the only one winning it. Oh, so the Packers the are the favorite to make the playoffs. And I'm pretty sure they're going to beat the Lions in Lambeau. Oh. So, yeah, Fine. I think they're going to be in. Lock them in. Then. Lock them in. All right. All right. So, I think that's kind of fun. I just think it's a joke. I think it's a total joke that teams that are 8-8 eight and eight with one more game to go are going to make the playoffs. A couple of them. I think it's ridiculous. It's good. We'll get, I, I got an ode. To one of my former, uh, the, that I would criticize a lot. Now I actually kind of like fell in love with this guy. We'll get to that in a second. Let's go to Tom in Edmonton. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Happy Tom. New Year, buddy. Hey, uh, Gardner Grinchu stole my Christmas and my New Year's. <laughs> Boy, he stunk, man. He stunk. Yeah. He was terrible. You know, listening to these airwaves all of last week, um, and this charge was led by TK, and a plethora of uh, callers as well. The Saints are so bad, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. The Eagles will just roll out of bed and roll over the Saints. And, you know, watching that game, it's almost as if that's exactly what the team thought. So here's the thing, Tom. I have wondered about that. And I don't – so by team, are you saying players? Or are you saying players. coach? Okay, so here's my argument against that. The defense gave up 13 points. Yes. The wide receivers, maybe with the exception of A.J. Brown not firing off on the interception, the wide receivers did their job. Mm. It, it, like, to me, so much of this, the running backs did their job. So much of this just comes down to Minshew. I think there's a lot of people taking a, a blanket and putting it over the whole team. Like, oh, they didn't show up. Now, the quarterback stunk. Mm. I mean, well, right? The- yeah, yeah, the quarterback stunk, that's for sure. The coaching stunk. Well, that that is true, but that's different. That's different than – I mean, I just think they were dumb. I think the way Sirianni and Steichen schemed it up on offense was dumb. They had Minshew doing Hurts kind of stuff, which he can't do. They, right. they weren't running the ball enough. They weren't feeling that Minshew was struggling and that Driscoll was struggling and that Mulata was struggling. And, hey, let's run the ball more because we have a struggling offensive passing game. They didn't feel the game. The coaches didn't feel the game. Yeah, it was a mess. And, 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 you know, we only need one of these last three games to win. Well, if you ask me, am I hitting a panic button? I'm hitting every panic button on my console. This is ridiculous. Try to have a good one, fellas. All right, buddy. Tom, take care, pal. Appreciate it. So, John, I got the Twitter poll question in front of me here. Mm -hmm. What was the biggest reason uh, the Eagles – what was the biggest reason why the Eagles lost yesterday? Three choices. A, Minshew, he stunk. B, Sirianni and Stike and everything to do with them. You know, bad game plan, didn't run the ball enough, the whole thing. C, team was overconfident. What do you think won here today, John? Gardner Minshew stunk. So he should have won, and incredibly he did not win this poll, which is shocking to me because I thought he was far and away the biggest reason. So people are putting it on Sirianni and Stike. Correct. Sirianni, Stike, and 51%. 38% say Minshew. 11% 11% say team overconfident. Uh, okay. That I surprises mean, people me. People are very upset about the, the lack of run game, and I, I get that. I do, think, I do think there's just so much that goes into that, and, and I am a little bit worried. Tom talking about pressing all the panic buttons. I'm not panicked against this Giants team this week. We should not be. It'd be they, are, they are not trying to win the game. So, you know, 
that that's great for us. First seed. I'm a little bit worried that that the lack of run game is not just that they didn't call runs. It's that we're calling in run pass options right. on almost, you know, I, I don't know what the percentage of the plays are. And defenses are learning to dictate what we do. They're telling us, they're giving us the, the signals to do one thing, and then they can take it away because they know what it's going to be. You know, we, we talked originally about, hey, is this uh, Steichen-Siriani approach too simple? You know, like, why is it that, that NFL teams have for so long resisted the idea of the, the option stuff? And sure. remember, once upon a time, like, the Wildcat was kind of similar. I think it was a lot less involved for and sure. with a lot less options. But, you know, that had its heyday, and then it went away because teams figured, figured it, it out. out. Figured it out, yeah. Uh, there's a small panic button for me for that. You know, good defenses, if they can tell us what to do and then we do it and we don't have the next wave of responses, then what if Jalen Hurts, like I think Jalen Hurts is incredible and I do think he deserves that MVP. I don't think he'll win it. What if not even his excellence can overcome a defense that knows what's coming? Well, so that was the story, and it was a short story. It was only three years, but it was the story of Chip Kelly here because he had something people didn't know how to deal with in the beginning, and then they figured it out, and then he didn't have a counterpunch. And then that was it. Bye-bye. Now, look, I am not nearly that worried on the, on the, on the Sirianni front, but I am aware as you talk about it, I agree with you, that it's something we should be aware of. I just tend to think when Hertz gets in there, things will look normal and the offense will still roll. But I'm not oblivious to the fact that what you're describing could be a problem. Could be. Normal being excellent, like far and away the best team in the NFL. Yeah. That's that's absolutely what I believed we had. And now, you know, injuries have added that's up. That's part of it, We've too. been hit with the injury bug later than other teams. No question. No question. Let's that's go. not good. Let's talk to Judy right now. Hi, Judy. Hey guys, happy new year. Happy new year, Judy. Happy new year. Okay. I have a whole slew of points I was going to make, but I want to touch on the defense, which no one has touched on. But to everyone's point, uh, Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen knew exactly what they were doing when they didn't draw the plays up for Minshew. They knew that the timing would be off and like Kelsey getting the false start over. 16 games, we've had 20 total, which is one and a quarter per game. We had, what, three or four yesterday? They wow. knew that nobody would – that everybody would be off, which is why Dallas Goddard looked uncomfortable. Now, he may not feel 100% still, but they know that Hurts is going to get it there. So, they, they just do what they do for him. It shows how much he is the MVP. But the bigger picture – Steichen and Sirianni knew exactly what they were doing when they didn't game plan for Minshew, and they let that offense go out there and think that they would play the same, even if Minshew was able to pull it out, because it's just it's night and day. Well, it is so weird, they, Judy. It is so weird that they essentially had the same total structure with Minshew as Hurts. I mean, look, as if, for instance, uh, Montrez Harrell barely plays for the Sixers, but when he does – I'm assuming even Doc Rivers knows. Let's not run the exact same offense as we run when Joel Embiid's out there. I mean, like, like they, Miles <laughs> Sanders had 12 total oh carries against God. the 
defense that's tw- a team that's 22 against their own defense. You tell me that Nick Sirianni don't know that. Well, that's but that's but that's it. different, Judy. That was they were trying to protect Miles Sanders because he, well, because that's he's what banged I'm saying. Out. They yeah. didn't. They were trying to protect everybody and letting it ride for Minshew, knowing that the timing would be off and these guys wouldn't be. They wouldn't go. They wouldn't have to go hard because when Hurts is in there, they don't have to. So it was almost like they rested guys without actually saying they were resting them. Because this is interesting it, it, because I do think that's what I saw in Dallas Goddard. I, I do think the way exactly. Dallas Goddard played, it was almost like he was resting while playing. And because there's such taboo with even arrest players, you got to clinch that they're not going to come out and say that was their way of resting the team. And they put it on the defense, which enough about Sirianni and Spike, and it was their fault. Luckily, they have one more game. Hurts will come back, and everything will be clicking, and hopefully they don't have this complacency that yeah. we saw yesterday. All right, Judy, good phone call. Very interesting stuff right there. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I, you know, They didn't want to change it up and make all the waves and move guys all over the place and reconstitute the offense because they know this offense will work when Jalen gets back. They know he's almost ready to be back. They're not worried about the injury. But that when part he gets back. that part confuses me. I understand the why not play Miles Sanders more. You're trying to I don't understand why not have a different style of offense with Minshew. That I don't understand. Well I don't understand that. I I don't really understand it either because yeah. I do think you're going out there and doing everything you can to put your players in the best possible position to win. And I don't think they did that. But, do, do they think it's hard on the other players, the other ten guys, the other skill position players, um, to run different different plays, routes or just different, di- no? Like, I mean, I, I don't think it's hard. I, I think a, a playbook is gigantic, and and there are a lot of plays that they've been running since well, that's my OTAs point. Are they tr- that they could easily go back to and program in for that week specifically. I would think so, but do you lend think lend themselves more to Gardner Minshew's talent? I I agree. Whatever. I'm saying, do you think they don't trust the other players? They don't want to overcomplicate their brains, and I they don't just... think that. I mean, I don't know, but I I think that seems unlikely, I, but it is possible. I mean, they just didn't want to upset the apple cart and like <laughs> revamp everything when you're oh, so boy. close, and and you're thinking, hey, we know it won't be great, but it might be just good enough. Yeah, it'll probably win anyway. I and mean, the team kind of played like that was their right. Their, the, yeah. the, their MO. All right, so in addition to everything with the Eagles, um, I, I got a – what is an ode, by the way? Does anyone know what an ode actually is? Because I want to do an ode to a former Philadelphia athlete. An ode? Yeah, like, you know, it's like, you, like a – Yeah, it's like a uh, – Like you dedicate yeah, a I'd like to statement dedic- or a song Yeah, I'd like to, to dedicate someone. a statement. I want to dedicate a statement to the now no longer with us – I mean, he's alive. I'm just saying he's no longer Philadelphia athlete. Gene Segura, who – God bless him. Oh, now, over, really? What a turnaround. Well, he did have a turnaround. He did yeah, have a well, turnaround. I'm talking about you having a turnaround. <laughs> so if you missed the news, it was like, I don't know, four days ago, five days ago. Segura signed with the Miami Marlins. A two-year, $17 million deal. Even Richie knows that's $8.5 million a year. Um, which, which, which puts an end to the – doesn't mean the Phillies won't trade Reese Hoskins. I don't, although I don't think they will, but puts an end to they will trade Reese Hoskins to move Boehm to re-sign Segura. Like, that's off the table. Now, they could do it for someone else, but they won't do it for Segura. He's a Marlin. He's gone. But I would just like to say to, to Gene Segura, if he's out there listening, I thought you were not all in. 
and I was very critical. And I thought you had some childish behavior, throwing the ball at the glove that one time. There was that time when he did the dust-up with Girardi. Was that in Milwaukee like two or three years ago? Him and Girardi got into it. And I just felt like this guy wasn't a winner. And that's probably right, by the way. And then and then something changed. And then something changed. And he, he found – no, maybe I was just wrong. But or maybe they just made the playoffs because they were the third wild card seed, and then they they got in and phony baloney, and then he just got hot, and then I was really happy with him. But he got a big hit. He got a he got a big hit in game one versus the Cardinals. And beyond that, though, he really was a, a tremendously dependable glove. He was a he was an, a very underrated glove. An arm. An arm. He had a good. He had a really good arm. A really good glove. And and I came over the last honestly two years to see him, even when I was frustrated with him. As in a lot of instances, I'd say their second most dependable hitter. He wasn't going to get you as many homers as as uh, Reese or as many homers as JT. Second or third with JT, somewhere in there. Like I, I trusted him. Even in the World Series when he didn't hit much, and he did not hit much. He, he tailed off as the playoffs went on. Anytime Gene Segura came to the plate, I felt pretty good. Like this guy's going to give you Absolutely. a real at-bat. So I just want to say to Segura – he was going to get the bat on the ball. He Good was going man. To put the ball in play. Yeah. Well, and, how about that? And he also Joe? showed us when they won the division, not the division, when they won the wild card thing, whatever that thing's called, third wild card. And he was full of so much joy when he was being interviewed. I think it was by Tom McCarthy. And I felt like we were seeing a side ah. of Segura. And all those guys, personality, all, all of a sudden, all these boring guys had personality. So anyway, Gene Segura, God bless you, you buddy. You really turned the corner. And you know what? Standing out when he comes back. Probably in April or May, standing out when the Marlins come to town. Seltzer, standing out for Gene Segura. Without a doubt. And I never, a year and a half ago, two years ago, would have thought I'd be standing out for Gene Segura. Neither did we, buddy. Neither did we. <laughs> let's go to the phones. Uh, let's talk to Scott and King of Prussia. Hi, Scott. Hey, guys. Greetings. Greetings. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and greetings. greetings. So, uh, I think we've learned that the that we're not as deep a team as we thought we were um, a fully functional Eagles team is the best team in the NFL, but with the injuries that we have, um, the drop off that you see, obviously from Hertz to Minshew, uh, Chris Sims, his little take, if that doesn't prove that um, it, the system quarterback is not um, just a plug and play Hertz is the real deal. Um, Lane Johnson to Driscoll is just so gigantic. Um, and the other line, the line is really suffering for it. You've got Gardner and Maddox, um, the other D-backs. Look at their play over the last, I don't know, four or five games. Um, it's really diminished. And what I'm trying to say is we are simply not as deep a team as we thought. I think we well, are true. a Super Bowl that's true. caliber team at full strength. But with these injuries, I'm concerned. Let me just say, before you get to the second point, I agree with your assessment. I do. But I will also say, I'm disappointed in Minshew and Driscoll. Like, I expected them to be better than horrendous. And they should be better than horrendous because they have been at various points in their career. They were both horrible. Horrible. Joe, here's what I would say to that. Your, your Twitter poll should have had the offensive line on there as well because the offensive line... Yeah was horrendous yesterday versus the Saints. And guess what? Minshew's a product of that offensive line. Now, when I say that, Minshew was terrible yesterday. But honestly, um, 
outside of Hertz, I'm not sure. I'm not, you know, any quarterback back there yesterday was going to have trouble with the way our line played. People aren't talking about that enough. Um, I do think that the drop-off from Lane Johnson to, to Driscoll has had a major, major impact on our line. I am not a Driscoll fan. I, I, don't, I would personally would rather see Dillard out there and shift Mulata. Also, can you answer me, has anyone seen Cam Jurgens this year? Well, I mean, this kid's athletic. You're telling me that he can't play guard? He can't play guard? Well, I think you know, he injured guards. You know? I think he could. Think he guards are healthy. Just, yeah, yeah. That, that's the but issue. But you got to shift. I don't know. I, I just feel like you got to get your best athletes out there. If you can find a way to, to I don't know, to, to, I, to, for me, there is no question that Driscoll does not cut it. And if he doesn't cut it, he needs to be replaced. Well, he what's so weird, Scott, yeah, what's, again, and appreciate the call, what to me is so weird about that is I thought when Driscoll's gotten in there in the past, he's done, a, like, a fine job. Hey, uh, me too. And they've shown, they've spoken about a lot of confidence in him, and they've shown confidence in, in putting him in there, and yep. he's acquitted himself very well. You know, what if, and this is just occurring to me, and this is a hypothetical, okay. what if, you asked the question earlier, why didn't they change the offense to suit the quarterback? Is it because they didn't want to throw everything off for everyone else? Mm -hmm. What if, you know, and I've felt all year that when this offensive line, in, in line with what he was talking about, is asked to just strictly pass protect, not do the RPO, your run blocking, and then it might become a pass. Right. When they're asked to just pass protect, they are not up to that task. They are not very effective. You know, they're, they're leaky inside at the guard positions. As path protectors, say Amalu and Landon Dickerson, it's not their strength. We've seen Jordan Maialata struggle way more than I expected Agreed. as a pass protector. You know, just drop back pass protection yep. when you're kicking out yep. and hitting guys just with your hands. What if they felt like the offensive line wouldn't have been able to hold up in an offense that was suited to Gardner Minshew. That's possible. That's possible, John. Because the O-line really did struggle. And, you know, when you put a game plan together, you got to factor the whole thing in. So the offensive line is where it starts in this organization. And they're saying, well, we're just not that good at doing what Gardner Minshew's good at yeah. doing. So we'll try the RPO stuff because the offensive line, it ends up being better pass protection when we're, uh, you know, making it look like a run because those guys are latching on and, and trying not to really get downfield, but they're, they're kind of run blocking to pass block. And that's why yeah. they ran the offense the it's way possible. they did. It really is. 215-592-9494. Coming up, uh, if you missed it earlier, what the uh, Giants head coach, Brian Dable, uh, said today about uh, the Giants and their intention of whether to play their starters week 18 or not. And obviously as that relates to the Eagles and the one seed, the whole deal, what Dable said, you'll hear it next. Jared Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Hey, one of the things I love about betting on the NFL is always finding new player or game props that I like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino is combining these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. Perfect for tonight's game and a pretty damn good game indeed when you talk about Cincinnati and Buffalo. Big, big AFC Playoff implications. Two teams obviously headed to the postseason. They could see each other again in the postseason. And with Joe Burrow passing yards tonight, Steph Diggs, 
uh, how many catches he'll have, how many touchdowns, Josh Allen, his rushing yard. It's, it's all there for you to lock in on with FanDuel Sportsbook, including the opportunity to lock in a same-game parlay, one of many reasons to bet FanDuel Sportsbook. Other reasons, how about live betting in-game? How about fast withdrawals when you win? When you win, they'll get you paid instantly. How about odds boosts and specials all the time with FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 94WIP. So sign up using promo code HAMMER. That's promo code HAMMER for this game tonight or any of the games up ahead, including the Week 18 matchups across pro football. It's all there for you with promo code HAMMER to get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 and make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.